Welcome to the Partnership Podcast. Today we're looking at the next step in our joint journey into regulation. Now that the majority of independents who sell Golden Charter plans have returned appointed or introducer-appointed representative applications, we can look at what comes next. To do that, I'll be talking to Nikki Bennett of UKGI, our expert regulatory partner, which has over 17 years' experience guiding non-regulated businesses into regulation. Some of you will have heard Nikki answering your questions on our recent webinar. Many of you will be hearing from UKGI now as they continue your journey. Today, we'll talk about what that involves and answer some of the questions that independents have asked. So, Nikki, nice to see you again. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Malcolm. Nice to see you again. Excellent. And I suspect you've been a tad busy, haven't you, the last two or three weeks? Ever so slightly. Very busy. All positive, but very busy. <laughs> Excellent. Well, look, thank you for joining us on this podcast. Uh, and this is sort of two or three weeks after the webinar we held with you, which was very, very useful, I know, to our partner funeral directors. So, look, Nikki, if I may, could you give us a brief explanation of what UKGI's role is in all of this? You're working with Golden Charter as a regulatory partner, but what does that mean for funeral directors who are applying as ARs and IARs? Okay, so we are, as as you said, a firm of compliance consultants. Our job primarily is to translate anything which could be considered complex into something that's very practical. Um, my team are a team of natural fixers and helpers, and we've taken time to understand the complexities of the funeral planning world and appreciate that very rarely are things the same from one firm to another. And that's for us, that, that makes it more interesting. But we've been working with Golden Charter since 2019. And yep. the most critical part of that relationship is understanding Golden Charter, but also understanding how they work with their customers and their funeral directors alike. Um, right. So that we can get under the skin of the business and make sure that before we start working um, with funeral with funeral directors who are going to be ARs or IARs, that we really understand them and we hope that we can work with them in a way that um, it sits with what they already do. Everybody, Golden Charter and the funeral directors alike, all have a desire to do the right thing because it's the right thing uh -huh. to do. Yeah. Um, and our job is to make this journey quite simple. Um, you've made the to go on it, you've filled in your application. It's not something to uh, to fear, but our job is to take any confusion or anything like that out of it, communicate in a way that makes everybody comfortable and they understand and know that we are there to hold the hand and provide that support as much or as little as they want, really. Got you. That's very helpful. Thanks, Nikki. Okay, so how prepared do you think Golden Charter is for regulation in your experience? And how prepared are independence by extension? Are we doing the right things to prepare independence? From all of the, the, the firms that we work with and those that we know in the sector, I think Golden Charter have been incredibly professional in their approach to regulation. And I think I'd like to think that the regulator has seen that in them. Um, mm. They've taken time to understand the regime in plenty of time, which has allowed them all of that, that headspace to prepare properly and to go at things professionally in a very practical and pragmatic way. Um, and, and given that that's our general approach, I think that's why we get on set so well. The whole mm -hmm. ethos of Golden Charter and the funeral director community is, is of good outcomes for all of their customers. 
that just naturally aligns with what the FCA is trying to achieve. And Mm -hmm. we've seen that in working with Golden Charter, in working with the funeral directors we've worked with already. It's not something that we've had to try and train in. It just comes naturally, which is a which is an absolute joy. I think Golden Charter have made it really clear that we are an extension of them. And Mm -hmm. the natural inclination for any funeral director is to do the right thing for their families. So there's a lot of thought gone into the process of how we can engage with very busy funeral directors. Mm -hmm. Um, In the pilot, we were very grateful for the feedback that we got so that it allowed us to tweak anything that needed tweaking to make things a bit more simple or to go over things that in a way that made it easier to understand um, to take out any hesitance there might be. So we were very grateful for that feedback because we do appreciate that this can seem overwhelming or a bit intrusive. And our yeah. job is to, is to have those open discussions and provide that reassurance as we go through this journey. So, so far, I would say that it's it's been very well handled. Great. Uh, just following up on, on the point you made around the pilot, um, I, I think we actually involved quite a few funeral directors there, didn't we? And deliberately to sort of test the processes you designed? We did. And the purpose of that was to to test, test the structure that we built, test the processes that we put in place, but actually to ask for that feedback, to get their engagement, to say, you know, is there anything we need to change? Is there anything that we could have made clearer? Is there things that, that you know, that we could have made simpler? And we've taken all that and 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 built that into the new process. So we're now working in the next tranche of firms, and we've built all of those fixes in before we started that journey. Great, thanks, Nikki. Um, can you talk through the checks that we need in a bit more detail for us and address a few common concerns? Now, some of the questions funeral directors asked you at the webinar were whether all staff needed to be approved and regulated. And what would happen if they changed their mind on anything after speaking to UKGI? So the process that we've built in, in place is that you'll have, you'll have gone through some initial checks as part of your application to make that decision as to whether or not going down the AR or the IAR route is for you. So for those yep. of you who've done that, congratulations. You're now going into the hands of my team. We'll take you through the next part of that journey. Um, when we start that journey, we'll introduce ourselves via an email. We'll set out what to expect on that journey. Um, you'll have an introduction to the team. And basically, we will set out what to expect in the journey. So we'll be gathering information about key individuals. We'll be gathering information about the firm. Mm-hmm. And we try to do it in a very succinct way, um, rather than sending out the forms to be completed sometimes, yeah. you know, by the way, we'll simplify it, we'll gather the information and populate that information for you. There are aspects of it which the information is sensitive. So rather than us completing it, you will be asked to complete it and we'll simply right. verify that you are the person who has completed that information. And we do that. The likes of teams, we ask you to just show us your your identification, your passport, for example, and we can say, yeah, that absolutely is the person that we think it is. But we we try to manage your time best. So when we start to engage, we'll ask you, what's the best time for us to try and speak to you? When would it be most convenient? We, We know that you're going to be busy and we will ask 
if you can do that, we appreciate that you could be pulled away at short notice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, families will come in, et cetera, and they absolutely have to have priority. So we'll always try and find out when is the best next time to speak to you so that we can give you the time and try and do it all in in those, you know, those calls rather than keeping toing and froing. So if we are calling um, and you're not available, we will leave a message that says it's us. You mm-hmm. are expecting our call because we know your team will do the best to try and filter, you know, interference and, and calls that aren't necessary. So if you let them know that you are, you know, expecting a call from us again, that that helps. And we'll right. just try and make it as, as simple as possible. But um, you're right, you know, the checks, the checks are around the firm and those key individuals. And it's the key individuals are the ones who need to be regulated by the FCA. So they're the applications that we make everybody yep. does not need to be approved um right. and so it, it that's there's you know you don't need to think that you've got to put every everybody who works within a funeral director through an application absolutely not you don't that's something to to not worry about already um it's just the okay. critical individuals who need to be on the register yeah and actually as you were talking if i was a funeral director what what happens next year is it a similar process or or is it a lighter touch Yes, very much lighter touch, breathe, take a sigh of relief. The initial checks are designed to make sure that those firms who are suitable, who want to go into this journey, they're the ones, the initial checks are a little bit more stringent to make sure that we go, yeah, they are the the, the right firms to work with. Um, we've done all the right checks and, and that's the initial due diligence done with. On an ongoing basis, that relationship is just about making sure that if anything's changed that we need to be aware of or there there are things that that might mean something needs to be different. So maybe somebody decides to be an IAR, is very comfortable and then wants to transition. They're the kind of conversations that we, we may have. So it's just about making sure that due diligence hasn't been impacted by changing circumstances there aren't any concerns arising out of the information that we're seeing. So there'll be mm-hmm. ongoing checks and they're the basis of the information that we gather. Um, you won't have to go through this process year on year at all. Excellent. Thank you. And just one more on, on that process. Am I right in thinking that irrespective of which plan provider you're with, these questions and checks are going to be very similar because they stem from what the regulator requires? Absolutely, they should be. And so the the information that's being asked for, whilst some of it, it may well feel a bit intrusive or a bit sensitive, the FCA sets their stall out quite clearly and what they expect of the likes of Golden Charter to do. And it, and it mm-hmm. is part of the ongoing protection of the ultimate, you know, the customers, the families that, that buy funeral plans. So there is nothing being asked that is being asked, you know, out of sheer nosiness of curiosity. <laughs> yeah, all sure. of all of the checks that are being done are are there driven by what the regulator expects, not out of what we think we'd like to see or what Golden Charter would like to see. It's all required information and it's treated with that right level of, of, of you know sensitivity and privacy. Fantastic. Now, by the time funeral directors hear this podcast, lots of work will have already begun. And I know that following a successful pilot exercise, as we talked about, to test the process, you've now started working with hundreds of funeral directors to take them through this due diligence stage. Could you tell us how that engagement with funeral directors is going? 
I think it's going very well. I think that the feedback we've had on on my team is all very, very positive. I think we, you know, we are, like I say, very reassuring in what we're going through. We give Mm -hmm. firms the time that they need and any concerns around, for example, the sensitivity of the information being asked, we'll provide the reassurance about why we're gathering it, how safe it is, any of the information we collect is um is stored safely and, and belongs to golden charter it will all be given back um we don't we don't keep it or anything like that but i think the team have found that we've been on the other side of things we understand how this can feel and our, our job is to be reassuring so it's gone very well we've been sympathetic to the challenges we've seen that challenge you know we need to go we can't carry on with the call not a problem let me know when it's convenient we'll call back again and we're just managing that relationship and i think the feedback we've had has been actually this wasn't how I thought it was going to be it's been more straightforward and I understand why you're asking for for what you're asking for and I know when you can't see information that I'm bothered about but the other thing is as well where we have information that throws up something that might be a problem or uh-huh. somebody might be concerned if they provide some information they yeah. shouldn't be um very you know very rarely is there something that we can't overcome our job is to come up with solutions mm-hmm. um, and where we've had any issues arising it's it's been something we can sort out so the, that concern shouldn't exist and if you think it is something that's delaying your engagement don't yeah. let it raise it let's talk to the team let's see what we can do about it great that's very helpful thanks okay last question and and let's just sort of step back a bit and, and make make this a broader question do you think the fca has the balance right for customers will families actually be in a better place after the summer great question i think the regulator always tries to do the right thing and in taking in funeral planning as with any of the sectors they've taken in over the years it's born out of evidence of poor practice and so invariably they start their journey on the basis of poor practice Mm -hmm. and then they take the time to understand the sector and i think one of the biggest things they've learned on this journey so far um, is that no two firms in funeral planning are alike. Everybody yep. does it does it differently. And so I think there's um there has been some challenge there in how that translates into actual rules that are suitable for everybody. So I think they've been on that learning curve. Ultimately, do I think it's the right thing to do? Yes, I do. I think it should provide better assurance to um, people buying funeral plans. At the end of the day, somebody buys a funeral plan because they want that peace of mind. They want that sense of safety and security. So by making the sector regulated, then they are buying something that they have that additional layer of protection for something that they ultimately wanted that that safety and that comfort factor in. So I do think in the long run, it's a good thing. I think it's a, it's a steep learning curve for many, including the regulator. But ultimately, I think we will get there and it will provide a much safer environment um, for people purchasing uh, funeral plans. Great. I'm um, just listening to you there, knowing that you've been in this business for 17 odd years or so. Um why are you so passionate about regulation? It's the way I'm made, Malcolm. Um, <laughs> I think we, the team is built on like-minded people and we're all, like I said, we're all natural fixers and helpers and doers. Yeah. And, and regulation is something that needn't be scary. You know, mm. it needn't be um, off-putting. And it's just that, as with anything, sometimes you need someone to translate that into something that means something to you and that isn't off-putting. And we try to come up with 
all of our solutions and all the challenges we face in something that's practical, it's pragmatic, it's commercially aware, so that we can help that. And that's just the team that I've built over the years. We all share that passion and we are, you know, we're all on, on the side of those that we're working with. And um, and we simply can't help it, is the answer to that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well done. I like the answer. Uh, Nikki, thank you for your time today for the podcast. Appreciate it. That was really helpful. And uh, I know you're busy, but uh, thank you for your time all the same. Appreciate it. Thank you for, for giving us this opportunity to help. Thanks for listening to the Partnership Podcast. If you've started your regulatory journey, you'll hear more from us and from UKGR. You can also speak to your business manager to ensure everything's on track. And if you have any questions about what you'd like to hear discussed on this podcast, you can also contact me at malcolm.flanders at goldencharter.co.uk. Our full catalogue of episodes is available at goldencharter.buzzsprout.com or on a range of podcast apps. That includes the FCA regulation miniseries that closed out 2021 and has lots of other perspectives on the journey to regulation. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you next time on the Partnership Podcast.